Amen. If you have your Bibles or your devices, turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 40. And these are um, two commandments that, the, that Jesus gave to them. We call them the commandments of love. Um, Matthew 24, 37 says, Jesus said to him, you shall love um, your God, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now, I, I always say this is a no-duh commandment. If you're a Christian, you don't love God with all your heart, then there's something wrong with you. I, I've actually never had anybody that's ever told me, said, Craig, I just have trouble keeping commandment number one. It's just too difficult. Nobody says that. But commandment number two says this, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, um, you have to understand, even though this is the New Testament, this is the gospels, you understand they're still living under the old covenant because Jesus Christ hadn't died on the cross yet. All right, but Jesus shocked him and basically said, if you keep these commandments, these two commandments are greater than any other thing that you've ever heard. Love God, love people. Just that simple. Now the issue is, is I have so many people that have told me that they have trouble loving people. They have trouble with their love walk, mainly because people do mean things, rude things, whatever. You know, I'm gonna tell you that people are people if you can't get over it, then you need to just get over it. I mean, you know, the people are going to do things, say things, and, um, you know, you just can't let them bother you. But um, I want to point out something today. It says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that's a really key. A lot of people love themselves quite a whole lot. All right. We live in a selfie generation there's some of you here in this auditorium that take a selfie of yourself every day and post it on social media so people know what you look like every morning on the way to work, on the way to school. I mean, you know, you know who you are. I mean, you know, you don't have, we don't have to point you out. I'm, I'm just kidding. There, there, there are some people that I, that for whatever reason, they want to make sure that people see what they look like every day. I, I, I don't know. And it's interesting, you know, um, the Bible talks about in the last days they'll be lovers of themselves. And I'm not saying anybody's a lover of, of themselves. Um, you know, but here's the thing. If you love yourself that much, you've got to love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself. And your neighbor's not just the guy next door. All right, some people, okay, I, I can love the guy. I mean, you know, I only got two neighbors. I can love those people. No, you know, the Bible actually talks about and goes through the, the story the, the story. Um, uh, of the, the Good Samaritan, basically your neighbor is someone who lives around you that you might not supposed to like. Pretty much that's the whole moral of the story. The Jews and the Samaritans didn't like each other, but it didn't matter. You gotta love one another, all right? But I really wanna talk about this when it says to love your neighbor as yourself. One reason people have trouble loving their neighbor is they do not love themselves. And so what they do, they are loving people like they love themselves. The problem is they don't love themselves, so they can't love um, other people. So I wanted to let you know exactly how this, I'm not sure if it's called a message or not, came about. Last night I was um, praying and, about today's um, sermon, and I heard these words, mental and emotional healing. 
Those are the words I heard. Now somebody or somebody's needs mental and emotional healing because God gave me those words last night and today you're gonna get set free. But one reason why people can't love other people, why people have anger issues, is they're angry at themselves. Sometimes they're angry at themselves for no reason at all. They didn't do anything wrong, but they feel worthless. They, they, they feel they've done something bad. They feel that, they, that they're dirty. They feel whatever. I mean, think about, I think about the Apostle Paul. Whenever I think about someone who could go through, you know, mental situations, the Apostle Paul was someone that in his past life, whenever he was called Saul of Tarsus, he actually helped kill Christians. I mean, you know, do you realize there was probably opportunities that he in, ended up where he, had to, he was ministering to families where he killed their loved ones? I mean, you think about that mental and emotional thing that he can go, maybe that's why he talked about casting down imaginations, putting, put, putting your mind under. Because a lot of times what happens is, is our mind tells us who we are, but we have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, the devil is going to try to attack us and tell, tell us that we're worthless, tell them we're, we're whatever, you know, but you know what? It doesn't matter what we've done in our past life. It doesn't matter that we've had certain events that have taken place that, that should cause us not to ever, ever function normally in, in, in life. Those things should matter. Now, you know, there are, de- there, there's stuff that you've, you've maybe gone through that I, I don't know anything about. And I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face but I probably can't get rid of anything. But you know what? Jesus Christ, he can and he did. He took care of your emotional healing 2,000 years ago. The Bible says that by his stripes, you were healed. Now we take that, we were healed from physical sickness. But you know, sickness is not just physical. In fact, my grandfather talked a lot about emotional healing. He, He says you can be sick in your mind just like you're sick in your body. All right, and I'm not calling, you know, and now people think they're crazy because they deal with things. There's, there's so many people in today's society that deals with what we call mental health problems. I mean, there's so many people on anxiety medications. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, if you happen to be one, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to say anything, but I'm just saying that we're trying to deal with all kinds of mental stress and mental things, and COVID caused things to go worse. Because people, a lot of people deal with depression and, you know, and loneliness and all kinds of, of different things. And, you know, if you can't be satisfied in yourself, you can never love anybody else. Now, you can love them like you love yourself, but you don't really love yourself. And th- that's where a lot of, not just people, but a lot of Christians are. We don't love ourselves, And mainly, um, you know, it doesn't matter what people say. People can tell you you're beautiful, but you don't think so. Do you know many people have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to change their look, you know, whether it be cosmetic surgery, whether it be weight loss, whether it be, you know, you know whatever it might be, sometimes kind of eating disorder where they throw up every time they eat or, or whatever, thinking that will change them. Do you realize you can spend thousands upon thousands of dollars making yourself look beautiful on, on the outside. And most guys don't have that issue, but a lot of women do that they're self-conscious. Most guys aren't even conscious that they even 
look. I mean, you know, they only look in the mirror half the time before they show up to work, um, you know, sometimes. But, but a lot of girls, you know, a lot of ladies, they, they try to fix the outside and they're still not happy. And then sometimes they even go overboard, you know, and, and now we have reality shows about cosmetic surgery screw-ups or whatever, and you, you see these people that look like someone from Mars or whatever because they did so much cosmetic surgery, you know, and the problem was not on the outside, the problem was on the inside. The problem is they didn't love themselves. The problem is, is there's something that, that they were dealing with or they didn't know how to deal with. And so, you know, I, everyone knows I'm a Googleologist, so I looked up stats on, on mental health. Do you realize in 2023, 23.1% of U.S. adults experienced a mental health condition? That's almost one in four. I mean, count it. One, two, three, four. So one of you had one, two, three, four. I mean, I mean now hopefully people in the church is, is not as high as those statistics. Almost one in four. So do you not think that, that that's a, an issue? You know, and the world's, the world's um, solve, you know, the, the way the world solves it is they give you a pill. And they talk to you. And they ask you how you feel and all these kind of things. But I mean, it, it can't get rid of it. Now, going on, um, it says this, young adults um, experience the highest rate of mental illness. 36.2%. That's over one in three of young adults. And that's young adults is, is 18 to 25. Over one in three, 36% of young adults experience some kind of mental health issue. And a lot of times they experience a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, because there is a, what do you call it? That society pressures people to look a certain way to be, they don't think they fit in. And then some people get lied to and they're thinking, well, maybe I'm the wrong gender or maybe there's another gender or whatever. There's only two genders, male and female. If you were born a male, you stay a male. If you're born a female, you stay a female. And be happy in the body that God gave you. All right? And, and in fact, if you go on to that, I, don't, I didn't write all these stats down, but it's like among young adults that, that try to have... Um, you know, transsexual thoughts, 80, 80 something percent of, of the people who, who transition have mental health issues. Of course, we knew that. That's why they transitioned. You know, I mean, you know, mental health is, is a huge issue in not just the United States of America, but the world. So to finish off the stats, um, the, the second highest thing is ages 26 to 49, 29.4%. So it's still one over one in four. All right. But once you reach 50, you know, like my mom, she's 50. I'm older than her. Um, adult age 50 and over, it's only 13.9%, which is still, you know, over one in, one in 10. You know, so, but it's, it's crazy how young people are dealing with it. Now, in fact, the suicide rate, um, um, rate among children ages 10 to 14 is the second leading cause of death you know, um, preceded only by unintentional injury. All, all right. I mean, suicide rates in, in, in young kids is crazy. And a lot of it is because of something called bullying or something or, or some kind of thing. Now, I learned a new word, though. Um, a lot of this mental health things are caused by a thing called emotional trauma. 
Something happens to you, you know, sometimes it could be child abuse. Sometimes it could be you saw, saw a, a traumatic event or a spiritual traumatic event, and it causes mental health issues. It causes anxiety. It causes you, you know, some people don't even want to go outside because something traumatic happened one time when they were outside. Um, in fact, 70% of adults in the U.S. have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their life. Now, what they do with that traumatic event it will, will, will determine whether they have mental health issues or not. Usually, what hap- what the proper thing to do when you go through a traumatic event, you need to turn to the Lord. Now, a lot of people blame the Lord when they go through a traumatic event. It's interesting, it says, in public behavioral health, over 90% of the clients have experienced trauma. So, so most of the people who come um, you know, with, health, with, with mental health issues experience trauma. A lot of folks, actually, it, it's determined, they experience trauma as a young age, as a child, maybe child abuse, maybe sexual abuse or whatever. And those things didn't pop up till later on when they became an adult because they didn't know how to emotionally deal with it and they filed it away and then... Whenever, once they become an adult, they have trigger points that trigger them and they have flashbacks that for things they didn't even remember because they didn't know how to emotionally deal with it and it comes back up. Really, it's just the devil bringing things back up in life. Remember what John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to try to emotionally destroy you. Obviously, he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job of, of um, causing traumatic things um, in people's life. Now, the problem is, is that the world that we live in is getting more traumatic. Things are happening more and more because th- this says nearly all children who witness a parental homicide or sexual assault that will develop post-traumatic stress disorder. Similarly, 90% of, of sexually abused children, 77 um, percent of children who are, are exposed to a school shooting. Well, you know, those are getting more commonplace, unfortunately. 35% of urban youth exposed to community violence develop um, post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, as the world gets worse and worse, and as we see different things going on, you know, riots and, and all these, you know, kind of crazy things happen in the street. I mean, you know, there's some cities like inner city Chicago, where, where it's commonplace to have shootings every day. You know, th- th- those cause issues. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't know how to deal with those issues, but praise God that Jesus Christ came to this earth to deal with all of your issues. In, in fact, Luke chapter four, verse number 18 and 19 Um, Jesus read from the book of Isaiah, he said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. But this is what I want to emphasize. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. Now, what Jesus said afterwards is, is that these are being fulfilled in, your, in, in, in the world today. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, um, the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. 
to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So interesting part about it in those things in Isaiah, and then Jesus later on repeated those, you know, in Luke, he says that, that the spirit of the Lord ha- has, is upon me to heal the brokenhearted. And then it says to minister to the oppressed because those are, those tend to be things in mental health, mental situations. You know, um, Jesus came to minister to you in every area of your life. And a lot of times, you know, you don't know how to deal with, with, with things. We don't know how to deal with worry. We don't know how to deal with stress. We don't know how to deal with traumatic events that happen. There's so many times that things happen in our life that we never thought would ever happen in our life. And, and we don't know how to deal with it. But when you don't know what to do, you have to turn to the Lord. Because he'll take care of you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And when you're at a situation where you're all by yourself and you feel alone, you are never home alone with Jesus Christ. That was my first message in lab class at Rama Bible Training College. My first message was called Home Alone. You're never alone. And it was based upon because of at the time, the movie Home Alone was very popular. All right. Now, obviously, if you saw the movie Home Alone, he wasn't really seemed to be terrified that he was home alone because he, he wreaked havoc on these thieves that were trying to get into his house. But um, the thing about it is a lot of times we feel alone. We feel loneliness. We feel that nobody cares, that, that, that no one cares about us. But Jesus cares and he's always there. 24 7, 365. You can never, you're, you're never all by yourself. I don't care if you're, if you're there singing the song all by myself, you're not all by yourself. <laughs> I don't care if the, you don't have any other friends in the world. Jesus is there and he cares and he doesn't want you to hurt. He doesn't want, and, and, and in fact, you know, I, I think about it many times. Um, I, I think about, what if I was Jesus? No, I'm not. Okay, I just want to let everyone know. Come on record. I'm not Jesus. But, but if I was Jesus and I took 39 stripes on my back for your healing, I mean, I'd be pretty upset for you not to be healed, for you to walk in sickness. Now, part of healing is not just physical healing. It's also emotional healing. And so, I mean, you know, I took care of that, Jesus is trying to tell you. I took care of that. I, I've, I've already took care of it. I knew in advance that, you know, way before you were ever going to go through that emotional trauma situation, I, I was there to love you. You know, I've heard all kinds of stories how in the middle of a traumatic event, you know, a angel or someone even says, you know, someone like Jesus, whatever, comes and hugs the person or takes care of them. Um, you know, I've heard all kinds of events where, where some kids were, were hiding out by, by some kind of thing and, 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 and they saw Jesus came and just, and just wrapped their, their arms around him and gave him a big hug. You know, I mean, that, that's what it's really like. He loves you. He cares about you. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't know how many times I've just said, you know, it's going to be okay. I have to tell myself it's going to be okay. Even when it doesn't seem like it's going to be okay. I got to remember what the verse says, to lean not to my own understanding. 
to trust in the Lord with all my heart. He is going to get me through it. I, I don't know how. I'm not worried about how. But, you know, I was actually thinking about this. And, and you know, when you're thinking about, um, you know, mental health and mental healing, you know, I found a couple of verses that deal with situations. Um, you know, like I said, anxiety is a huge thing um, in the United States. Well, just the world, not just the U.S. But Philippians 4, 6 says this, be anxious for nothing. Now, it doesn't say that we have to take his annex. It says to be anxious for nothing. And then, then it goes on to tell us how to not be anxious. All right. Now, you know, it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus. Now, um, so it says, don't be anxious. Don't be worried about anything. But instead of being worried, what we need to do is tell God what we need. You know, prayer and supplication. But now, it's interesting about it. It says that when you pray and, and when you tell God what you need, at that point, the peace of God comes in. Now, see, many people think, well, what's going to happen is once my need gets met, the peace of God comes in. The Bible doesn't say that. It says when you pray, whenever you tell God what you need, the peace comes in. Well, when the peace comes in, you're not having anxiety. You realize you can't not have anxiety and peace at the same time. You're either going to have anxiety or peace. So if you haven't got the peace yet, then keep praying. I mean, you know, keep, keep praying. I mean, you know, now the reason why a lot of us don't have peace is because the devil. In fact, 1 Peter 5, 7 through 9 says this, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Now, I want to highlight the words all. All. Not 90% of your care. Not 70% of your care. All, everything you're worried about, you're supposed to give it to the Lord. Now, here's the thing. He can handle it. You know, maybe you can't, but he can. Now, you know, I, I know that my grandfather used to talk about mental health situations and, you know, we use the word facilities now. He used the word insane asylums, you know, but I don't want to, we don't, that's not a, he, he says that the majority of people that, that are, are, are in a facility for mental health are there because of worry and stress. So obviously we're not staying out of anxiety we're not casting our care upon the Lord. Um, so we need to do that. Now, here's the thing. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that there's verses that go together. In fact, you know, a lot of times you read one verse and you, you, you talk about that. And you read another verse differently at a different time. But after it says, cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Then the next verse says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, El Diablo, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking 
whom he may devour. Now, I believe the reason that, 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 that James has this, sorry, first Peter has this there, is because is what happens is the reason that we have trouble casting our cares upon the Lord is because the devil comes and tries to say, well, well what's he going to do? See, he, he tries to get us out of Jesus' mind and over into our own. And even if we've already cast the cares on the Lord, he tries to tell us, well, I guess he didn't do anything with it. Now, I will say this, um, as a young child, um, um, I spent a lot of time, some, sometimes at my, my parents, whenever they, was, there's a few times when they would travel, that they would send me, um, me and my sister down to my grandparents' place, or sometimes they, I'd just send me down, down into Texas, and um, we were at, my, my grandfather pastor Southside Assembly of, of God Church in um, Garland, Texas, for, for many, many years, I think 41 years. And so I remember one time that I was, um, for whatever reason, um, I was there two Sunday nights in a row, okay? Well, because Sunday night was a little bit different. The way you ended the Sunday night service, and some, some people probably been in church around there, everybody came around the aisle and, and would pray. And then whenever they got done, that they would, you know, disperse. Well, I, I guess we, did, we didn't have any children's services or whatever, so we would just come down there. Well, I didn't have a lot of things I was really worried about, so I just listened. Now, what I would hear, I would hear people casting their cares upon the Lord. Interesting part about it is, because I'm the same place, and the same, every, every, you, you realize people are cre- creatures of habit. Everyone goes to the same place. So I'm at the same location, the same place a week later, and these people are casting the same cares. They're trying to give the Lord the same cares that they had last week in my own 10-year-old mind thinking, well, didn't they not give God those things last week? What happens is when we cast our cares on the Lord, we take them back. You know, we lay them at the altar, and then when we get ready to leave the altar, we pick them back up again, put them in our bag, and take them back home so we have something to do this week. Do you realize if you weren't worried about your situations, then some of you would have nothing to do. You'd have to go out and witness other people. You would have to actually maybe help other people, but you're too busy with your own situations to help anybody else because you need help. Now, um, the problem is, is that when we cast our cares upon the Lord, then we don't take them back. Now, I always blame fishing as the reason why we do that. And you're like, how do you blame fishing? Has is anyone ever fished in their life? All right. Now, um, not everyone here. I, I, I bet more people fish than people raise their hand, but that's okay. You know, how many are hungry? I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, you'll get more hands raised on that one. Um, it's almost lunchtime. It's okay. So when you go fishing, and actually I, um, you, you do a thing called casting. All right. Um, and I actually... I lived in a cul-de-sac growing up and um, I had a fishing rod that someone that I got one time for Christmas and I, and I put a weight on it. I used to practice casting in my cul-de-sac. But the way you do, when, when you're fishing, when you cast, you do it like this. You go, and what do you do next? You start reeling it in. And then you cast it and you reel it in. So when you hear the word cast, 
mentally you think, once I cast it, I gotta reel it back in. Because that's what, that's what we do. And that's what we do with our cares to the Lord. We cast them, but then we reel them back in so we can take them with them whenever we go. So what you need to start doing is throw away your rod. Not literally, okay? Some of those rods are pretty expensive. All right, I don't mean literally. I don't, I don't want to get blamed for somebody deciding to throw their rod and reel in, 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 in the lake and, and their parents get mad at me because, you know, well, I was just trying to do what Brother Craig said. You know, I just got, no, you know, but, but mentally, when you cast your care, you got to throw away the rod and say, you know, drop this thing and say, I'm, no take backs. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take it back. I'm not going to, you know, because see, what's going to happen is, is the devil is going to try to tell you that nothing changed. Because it doesn't look like anything changed. It doesn't feel like anything changed. But see, our faith is not based upon what things look like or what things feel like. It's what we know. And we know that 2,000 years ago that Jesus came to take away our cares. And we know that he can handle our cares because he's ready, willing, and able to handle our cares. But the devil is going to come like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I love that word, may devour, because what the Bible says is that he cannot devour you unless you let him. You know, I don't know, some of you might be older, I don't, they probably don't do it anymore, but we used to play a game called Mother May I. Anyone ever played that game? All right, you know, and so you may or you may not. Well, the, the thing is, is that if we know our authority, he can't devour us. But a lot of us, we know our authority, but we have a mental fart or whatever in our mind. You know, we, 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 we know what the Bible says. We've actually exercised our authority before, but for, what, for whatever reason, we're going through some kind of situation, maybe a traumatic event, and we forget our authority. I don't care if you believe in authority 50 times. We forget our authority because the devil is talking so loud in our mind that we forget that he's just a blowhard. We forget that that's what he does. He tries to talk smack to us, but Jesus Christ defeated him 2,000 years ago and he's been defeated. But when it comes to like mental health, see, mentally, it's all in our mind. Our perception is not God's. If we could see us like God sees us, we wouldn't have mental health issues. And that's why the Bible talks about putting on the mind of Christ, casting down imaginations, not looking. You know, you have to know what the Bible says. You know, and it doesn't matter what your mind thinks. You, you, you have to decide that that's not reality. You know, that reality is not reality, per se. And, you know, I've seen, we, we've all seen, you know, females that, that just think they're ugly when they're beautiful. Because what happens is they see one blemish and it makes them ugly. When someone sees the whole picture, they don't think that. Most guys, they have, they're clueless. They don't want, don't, you can't talk about guys in this situation. But a lot of females have issues because they don't look 
the way that they're supposed to look according to society, according to, you know, I mean, we live in a, in a social media world where we see these people that take selfies of themselves. And, and here's the thing, I'm going to tell you, I, I know this is no secret, but sometimes, I mean, probably if we're going to do statistics, you know, 80%, especially of women that, that post on, on, online, use filters. <laughs> I get an amen down there. <laughs> All right. Probably only 10% of guys, because I don't know how many times my wife gets mad at me, says, can I edit that picture and put it back up there before? What you see is what you get. <laughs> I don't need an internet filter. You say, well, yeah, but you look fat, or you look this, you look... God loves me. <laughs> so should you. So, you must love me. You married me, so, you know, so anyway... You know, but it, the thing is, is the internet is not, is not reality. All right. And it's becoming less and less reality now with AI and things like that. I mean, I like some people's pictures. found out what do you picture them? They did an AI thingamajig and it wasn't even really them. It was robot them or whatever. So scary, scary stuff. But anyway, it goes on say, the devil walks around like a running lion, seeking whom he may devour. So you have to say, you know, no, you may not devour me. Now, how do we get him not to devour, devour him? It says, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers, brotherhood in the world. You know, we all have those issues. You know, obviously the majority of Americans have dealt with traumatic events. The question is, when you have to go through a traumatic event, you can choose to go one way or another way. And the devil will try to put mental and, and, and emotional situations in your mind. And, and he'll play with your mind if you let him. You know, the best thing to do is not listen to the devil. You know, um, you know, Think on the things of the world. What I mean, you know, so my whole mindset, because of my grandfather, and, you know, you can get it on a T-shirt if you want there outside, is the Bible says that I believe and that settles it. If I find scriptures, you know, then I don't, I don't have to worry about those kind of things. But what does the Bible say? It's not what the things look like. It's what does the Bible say? It's not what the devil says. What does the Bible say? You know, um, you know, I, I really don't really deal with a lot of, in fact, I, I get in trouble because I'm not stressed out about things I should be stressed out about. People yell at me, actually. Like, why aren't you concerned? Why? Do, do you, you, you know how, how much stress it is to be concerned about stuff? It causes worry. It, it causes, you know, it causes craziness. I, I don't want to be crazy. I'm crazy enough without, you know, the, you know, the Bible talks about, about peculiar people. That's, that's me, peculiar. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to be stressed out. So I'm not supposed to worry about stuff. You know, but, you know, many people say, well, but this is happening, that's happening. So, I mean, you know how many times I've lived through the end of the world? I mean, 1987, you know, when... 87 reasons why the Lord's come back in 87. I guess there was something in 55 or something. You know, 88, I messed up. There was, you know, I was a year off. You know, 
Y2K came and gone, the Mayan calendar ended, all kinds of things happened. You know, I'm still here. You know, I'm not concerned about the end of the world. I mean, you know, I, I've heard that, you know, the world's doomed, America's doomed. I mean, do you realize global warming started a long time ago and we've had some of the coldest winters on record? So now they say, okay, it's climate change, not global warming anymore. I just don't, I don't worry about stuff. I mean, I mean why worry? I mean, it just, it just screws you up. And that's why most, Amer- I mean, most Americans are screwed up because they're worried. I mean, you know, we do live in a stressful world. Things are, you know, things are way more expensive than they used to be. You know, you know and you can blame it on many different things or whatever. I, I just trust the Lord. Um, you know, like I said, I read it all the time. My God shall supply all my needs. Drop the mic. I mean, I, I, that's all I really need. He's going to supply all my needs. Now, you know what? If I need mental and emotional healing, he's going to supply that for us. You know, and I've heard people you know, tell me, because they've gone through mental emotional, Craig, I just don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know how to get rid of it. I, I, I don't know. Well, you don't have to know to get rid of it. All right? Because all you have to do is trust the Lord. Now, I'm, when you trust the Lord, here's the thing. These things called flashbacks will happen. These things called trigger points will happen. You know, th- these are, you know, psychology's words, trigger points, flashbacks, and, and things. What's, what, it, what that is, that's the devil trying to reattack you for things that you got over. He's going to try to bring it back up again. He's going to try to bring you back up your past. And, we, you know, I've often wondered, you know, m- many different things. I'm sure that the reason that Paul has a lot of those things is because he probably had those trigger points. He probably had those flashbacks. But, but you know what? You know, whatever happened in life, those things are passed away. Those things are gone. Those things are behind us. Putting them behind us and then reaching forward to what God has us for us to do. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, you know, I can't solve all those things, but Jesus can. He not only can, he did 2,000 years ago. And that, that's the thing. I, I think a lot of times people are thinking, you know what? I'm going to get healed from this situation, but you need to start saying, I am healed from this situation. Whether it be physical, financial, spiritual, emotional, whatever it might be. Let's all stand up. So before we go, what I would like to do, because this is what this, everything today led up to the point that what God told me to do was he wanted me to minister today for people that have, are dealing with emotional, you know, and mental, you know, they need emotional and mental um, healing. Whether you've been, you deal with depression, whether you're, you've gone through some kind of traumatic thing that's caused post-traumatic stress syndrome or whatever. If you have been dealing with emotional issues or, or, or mental issues, I want you to get down here right now, but I want you to come down here and expect to be free. Because a lot of times you might have, you might have prayed about something, because I'm telling you what, that God changed my message today for you. All right, so get down here because you need it. 
I don't care if there's one person, obviously more than one already came down. I don't care if there's a hundred people, doesn't matter. God today wants to minister to you and he wants to once and for all get rid of this situation that you have spent years in some of your situations trying to deal with. And you say, well, I'm embarrassed. You know what? I've never been too embarrassed to get healed. You know, and these people are your family. They don't care what you're going through. Half of them, they don't even know what you're going through. If they did, they probably would try to help you. But I'm here today, like I said, I got, I got those words, mental and emotional healing, mental and emotional healing. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to healing, you have to expect to get healed. Now, I'm here to tell you, the devil is going to still walk around like a roaring lion, seeking who he made of our, he's going to try to bring you a flashback. He's going to try to bring you a trigger point. And that's where you say, uh-uh, Mr. Devil, I'm healed from that situation. That's, uh, th- those situations are gone. You can't bring that back to my mind anymore. I have the mind of Christ from now on. I, 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 I cast that care upon the Lord. Now you're gonna have other cares that come, you know, and you might experience another traumatic situation, but you deal with it differently. You say, God, I don't know how to mentally deal with this, but I'm just gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna let you minister to me. I'm gonna let you change me. So if you're down here, I just want you to close your eyes. And I, I don't want you to think about anything except for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You know, I want you to imagine Jesus giving you a big hug right now and telling you it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you for each and every person that are down here. We thank you, Father, right now that as we minister healing to them. We thank you, Father, for, for these minds, these emotions. We, we thank you, Father, that, that they'll have to leave in the name of Jesus. And devil, you have no right and you have no authority to attack these minds and these bodies. And we thank you, Father, for changes happening in life today. Maybe you're watching online and you're going through or you have some kind of mental situation in your life. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for the healing power of God touching these minds, touching these bodies, touching these hearts. Father God, we just thank you that there is no distance in the spirit. And we thank you in the name of Jesus that they are healed now. The emotional healing has taken place all around the world in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. There's a strong anointing this morning. Hallelujah. If you came down here, or even if you didn't, I mean, you can get it from your seat. You know, I mean, the devil's a liar. He's, he's going to try to bring it back. He's going to try to bring what the world calls trigger points. He, he's going to try to bring other traumatic situations that give you an opportunity See, every day you'll have an opportunity to be free or be back in in that same mental situation. It's it's your choice. Today, many of you are set free. And you need to say, no more, Mr. Devil, or no mas, or for your Portuguese, no mice. It doesn't matter. There is no more. The devil's going to try to bring it back to you. He's going to try to say, no, you didn't get that. That that wasn't 
that, that wasn't, you didn't get it. But you need to know, the Bible says to resist the devil, he will flee from you. You know, casting down imaginations. Put your mind under, see yourself like God sees you. See, I already know God, I'm God's favorite. All right, I mean, I, I, I have an awesome image of myself, you know, because I know. You know, I know God loves me more than he loves each and every one of you. I'm just kidding. He loves us all the same. But, but see, you have to have that mentality. Your mentality should be that God loves you more than he loves anybody else. Because, and you, you should be able to see, I could look in my mirror and, and, and be able to see how God sees me, not how I see myself. All right. God made me his own, own image. God made me the way he made me. As crazy as, he, as I am, he made me. I, I'm, there is nobody like me. I won't, will guarantee you 100%. No one is just like me. And that's cool. I'm fine with that. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Uh, obviously, there's many people that, that needed today. You know, maybe you didn't. All right. But, you know, I'm, I'm here to tell you that God will get you through any kind of situation. No matter what it is, there's nothing too hard for God. So don't freak out. Don't stress out. Give him your care. Don't have anxiety. But just go in peace.